So we meet again and I offer my hand all dry and English slow And you look at me and I understand Yeah, it's a look I used to know Three long years and your favorite man Is that any way to say hello? And you hold me Like you'll never let me go Hello, Cure fans! How's it going out there in Cure land? Welcome to the Holy Hour Podcast. This is a podcast that you can hear people talk about the cure on. The All Cure Podcast, we like to say. It's not entirely all the cure. It's people that listen to the cure and all our weird issues as well as why we like the cure. So it's mostly, the Mostly Cure podcast would probably be a little more accurate. But uh, thanks so much for joining us. It's the summertime. We're getting into the thick of it. And uh, summer 2017. Can you believe it's already been almost a year since a lot of us here in the U.S. saw our our Cure shows on the last tour. A lot of people on social media are posting their memories, their one-year memories. I don't know if that's common for like other bands. Do people reminisce like only a year later about, you know, a few shows or a show even that they saw on a tour a year ago? They do if they're Cure fans. Of course they do. But uh, I hope you're doing well and I hope you're staying cool. If you're in Australia, it's not even summer. So I don't mean to uh, forget about our wonderful friends in Australia. It's winter over there, but uh, hopefully it's, it's still a fairly mild winter and nothing too crazy is going on over there. Um, but yeah, we uh, summer's a, lot, a good time to take a vacation. A lot of families are on vacations and stuff. We had a weird vacation we just sort of took. Um, all my wife's family came down for a week, and um, but they came near Asheville. There's a little town outside of us called Black Mountain. And uh, we rented a bunch of little houses in this, like, cool little area called Lake Eden, and it was cool. And my brother and his family came down, uh, the guest of episode, must have been three, four, maybe? First guest, I think, we ever had on the Holy Hour, my brother, Owen. And his family came down, so it was a weird crossover of my wife's larger family. They There's four kids total. The parents came down, and now all the kids have kids. There's a lot of people, 20 people all together. And uh, it was awesome. But fun can even be exhausting. Can you believe it? Nothing Cure really related happened on that vacation. But I do want to share that um, you know, I thought about trying to interview one of them. Just like get like the mom to like listen to Love Cats and say, what's your uh, thought on this? But you got to let those things happen naturally. And it wasn't coming up naturally. So, um, But... As soon as I got home, I was ready to unpack and unwind. We collected our mail from the week, and um, guess what? The Greatest Hits vinyl was sitting on my doorstep in a nice gift-wrapped bag from longtime friend of the show, Melissa. Longtime listener, Melissa. She sent me a copy of the, of the new re-released from Record Store Day Greatest Hits on vinyl. Um, as you might have caught from last episode, Chaz was talking about how um, the the picture disc on record store release day of the greatest hits did so well, um, sold way better than anybody was expecting. It sounds like, and um, so they've re-released it on regular vinyl um, at a more accessible price and availability. And um, I guess my sob story was so bad that I missed out on record store day and didn't acquire that record. That our good buddy Melissa. Uh, hooked me up so I can't even imagine that level of kindness thank you so much and uh, I've been listening to it non-stop it's nice to know that um, you guys are out there and in particular what what a sweet gesture that was so thank you so much Melissa it means so so much in this day and age too that, that nice things like that happen and I'll try to to do my part and continue on um, with with uh Holy Hour podcast, if that's any kind of payment in return. But um, not counting this one. We'll just dedicate this episode to you. Clearly, I'm just rambling in this episode. 
but uh quality work from here on out i promise i'm gonna take it up a notch so um yeah we um been listening to that all 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 weekend and it's been great and you know obviously it's not like a lot of surprises it's mostly singles but it's cool just to have the whole package together and um it's funny just like listening to it and kind of studying it more for one the vinyl artwork's great just on the inside you get a lot of the um we've seen a, a lot of them floating around on social media now but um the cd release of uh greatest hits didn't have all like the outtake pictures from the photo session of the cover art so it's cool on the inside of the vinyl you can see a lot of cool pictures of robert in that room with the stars hanging down and everything so it's really cool artwork all together and um yeah, and it's two records, so um, pretty cool that it's it just sounds really great. Uh, I know a lot of people complain about the sound of the picture disc sometimes, so I didn't get to hear those, but at the same time, I'll take this one. The quality was really good. As far as sound goes, you can really hear a lot of cool stuff uh, for new vinyl, you know? Stuff sounding, sounding better every day. It's sounding almost as clear as a CD. <gasps> <laughs> but um yeah so it's really cool but then it's like weird you study it and I, I remember doing this when it came out and just more as a, a nerd pondering track listings and stuff and and it's a really weird because I mean it's a pretty impossible it's like when we try to compile our what are the best cure songs list or playlist or something you know it changes daily for fans so imagine how hard that must have been for like Robert in particular to put together what is it, uh, 14 tracks? Oh, no, more, more than that, 18, 18 tracks um, for a greatest hits, you know? And we already have the singles, so they kind of had, like, a format you could stick to. So it was just like, yeah, everything that was a single. So standing on the beach and galore, easy, right? You just put out the singles. But what made it a greatest hits album? And I was initially just like, well, it's just the, the, the most popular songs or whatever. I wasn't quite sure, and then I was a little surprised that Pictures of You wasn't on there. I was like, oh, yeah, what weird that Pictures of You isn't on there. And um, so, I don't know. I really still couldn't crack the formula on this. I don't know if they're going by actual chart positions, like what were the hits more. Because um, initially I was like, oh, maybe it did. And, like, Lullaby did, like, because the only ones from Disintegration on there are Lullaby and Love Song. That was weird, and I was like... Well, Fascination Street seemed to do pretty well, and uh, Pitches of You, it's like one of the staple Cure songs. It's weird that that's not on there. Granted, it's you know, long, even in the short edited format, so maybe they didn't want it to take up too much room on the vinyl. Same with Fascination Street. But I started looking it up, and was like, yeah, I guess Lullaby did actually chart higher than Pitches of You, which is so weird. Like, um, I think it did really well in the UK and then pitches of you, I think it only reached like 19 or something on the charts, which is crazy, especially like coming right after like love song being a huge hit, you know? So I don't know. That still just baffled me a little. And I feel like I knew this at one time and I'm reading all those books. I'm sure I, I realized it, but I never really put it in perspective that Fascination Street wasn't even a single in the UK. Like apparently they just put out Lullaby first which is really weird to me because I remember such a big deal buying the Fascination Street single before the album came out here in the U.S. And it was like the first single that came out is me being a fan. You know, I've told that story a billion times. But um, so, yeah, that was really weird. And I was like, oh, well, Fascination Street was never even a single in the U.K. That's crazy. But um, yeah, so that, I guess that negates that one. So that would make sense. But then Pictures of You. And then like later tracks, though, um, even though, like, I think Never Enough even did chart higher than Pictures of You still and stuff. Um, Mick Carr and, like, Wrong Number. There's no way those charted higher than Pictures of You, but maybe they're just going by era and chart position. Who knows? But if anybody knows the exact formula of what they use for greatest hits, let me know. I don't know. It's kind of curious, kind of weird. But I just thought, for the most part, it's the obvious ones. They They do kind of gloss over what a lot of people such as Donald, would consider their best era. Uh, it's just a forest is the only real representation of 17 seconds through pornography. And there's nothing from pornography, nothing from faith on there. So it really does, like, just condense a lot. But, I mean, you got to go with the pop hits, I guess. The only other argument then would be, like, well, how did you 
you know, bump two just to put cut here and just say yes on the end, you know. But, you know, they're the cure and they want to put two new songs on there. Go for it. I am all for cut here being on there. I think that's an amazing song. Um, just say yes. <laughs> Not so amazing. But um, I, I've heard and read a lot of people, most hated Cure song even, Just Say Yes. I don't think it's that bad. It sounds fun, but it should have been the B-side to cut here, in my opinion. Anyway, um, I didn't really want to p- babble on about the greatest hits the whole time, but I just really have been appreciating this record, and then I can't thank Melissa enough. So that's awesome. Thanks so much, Melissa. And if anybody else ordered it, it should be arriving now. And if you haven't yet, um, you got another crack at this greatest hit. So uh, go check it out at your record local record stores or online or wherever you want to spend some cash. So um, in that vein, um, we have a theme for you a little bit this episode. Uh, it's probably our first sequel show, actually, because uh, I've been kind of sitting on a few things for a while. Um, way early on, I did a tributes or uh, covers episode on the Cure stuff. And, uh, you know, big deal. Stuff gets covered all the time and occasional covers floating around here. So I thought I'd just sit on them for a while until I got a good batch of ones that are worth of talking about, really. And uh, I kind of glanced down. I was like, I think there's a lot of, a lot of Cure stuff that gone that's going on in more recent news and um we could share them with you guys so maybe some of these you haven't heard of yet they seem a little bit more obscure than the last batch i did um so this will be our first sequel episode tributes part two maybe Uh, table of contents wise we've got a a french band that's been around for quite a while called waiting for words uh i just stumbled across this on social media and um yeah, they just put out an album called Love Songs. It's a 12-track, just kind of random Cure songs that they've covered. And uh, we'll talk about those. we got a uh, from another listener. We got you know tipped off to the idea of this guy that did a remix of Love Cats and uh, put out about four songs, four versions on a little um, online EP version, I guess, of uh, remixes of Love Cats. And uh, we'll talk about that. Puddles the Pity Party. You heard of this guy? This weirdo clown that sings? Apparently he's pretty popular. I've just kind of seen his image in passing. But uh, he just put out a video online of covering Boys Don't Cry, and it's pretty interesting. So we'll talk about that real quick. Just another random YouTube clip I found. And we have another segment from Chaz. It was an outtake from our conversation. I know he was just the guest last week. A more professional podcast would probably space this out a little bit. But, um, you know, who doesn't want more Chaz, right? You guys enjoyed hearing about him last week, I'm sure. And um, this is a really cool thing that we wanted to talk about because um, he had the inside scoop on an album that also came out on Record Store Day. And it is a uh, hardcore band uh, called Damnation A.D., and um, they covered pornography, the entire album, from start to finish. So yeah, something that's probably going to come up a lot in this episode, as it did in the last one, is just how hard it is to cover The Cure in particular, because they're such a unique band. And, um, you know, for 98% of the time, it's just a terrible idea, and you probably shouldn't do it, because if you're going to change it up too much, it's just not going to sound like the song and not be as cool. And if you play it note for note, it's just kind of, eh, yeah, but, you know, why not just listen to the original one? But um, this album in particular is really cool, because they are a hardcore band, and um, even though it's far from my favorite genre, I don't have anything against it. I just, you know, I'm not a huge hardcore fan. Um, the fact that they're able to take something that I do know and love so well and plop it right into what they do and do so well. And uh, it's pretty seamless. So um, let's talk to Chaz, this quick little segment from the outtake of last week's episode. And uh, since he's a little more knowledgeable in the genre, let's let him take the helm on this and see what he has to say about it. Uh, yeah, I guess this band you know about, this pornography tribute. Tell me a little something about this. All right, so this, there's this band from Washington, D.C. called Damnation A.D. Uh, they were a, uh, a hardcore band um, from the early 90s. 
to probably about the mid 2000s. Uh, I use hardcore very loosely because they had a lot of uh, influence with like I guess metal. Um, mm-hmm. They were they were a lot harder than like a normal like a, what you think a hardcore band would be. Uh, um, yeah. So and I know a lot of people that listen to the Cure aren't really familiar with that. Uh, genre music and it's not really your cup of tea you know it is what it is but um you know so when they first started back in the early 90s uh they actually recorded a cover of the song cold for their i believe it was their first seven inch so this was like back in the early 90s when they like uh the lead singer mike and uh the guitarist ken uh they -hmm. were both really into the cure and they kind of use that to you know was one of their motivating factors like uh especially lyric wise with with mike to form this band you know i mean i don't really know many bands that would start especially hardcore bands that would start off and be like you know, let's cover the cure for our first seven right, inch. i'm right. sure that'll get everybody excited so especially um, the really sad shit oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> stuff that you know it was like i think it was like 92 93 like yeah. that shit had already passed, you know, and everybody was already yeah. listening to like Disintegration and Wish. Um, right. So uh, uh, Ken, uh, Ken grew up in DC, and his sister went to school with uh, a lot of the members of Minor Threat. Um, mm-hmm. And so she, he was like really deep into the DC hardcore scene, and Mike was the same way. And uh, somehow they, you know, uh, Ken's sister was uh, really into The Cure and like uh, a lot of the other like uh you know Susie and stuff like that so she he got into that and he i remember him saying that uh you know uh, i think head on the door was the first he went to go see them on that tour um and that was the first uh thing he fell in love with with them and mike's mike's story is pretty much pretty similar how he got into them in the mid 80s um so then uh um, they did this cover and they've been working on for the past, you know, 20 years or so trying to get, do the whole entire album. And, wow. uh, you know, it just so happened, uh, they put out their last record, uh, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I want to say about a decade ago. Um, okay. you know, the, the band's been, you know, on hiatus. I've seen them before. Um, uh, right. so, uh, but they they were one of the bands that the lyrics are really really dark, and uh-huh. uh, so you could definitely feel the, the influence of uh, the Cure and especially Robert's darker, deeper lyrics in, in some of those lyrics that that Mike wrote. Um, and uh-huh. he's he's even said that he's stolen you know like quote unquote stolen <laughs> stuff from him. Yeah. So. Um, you know they they they've been working on it and working on it and finally this this past so, year so something they were gradually just doing a song here yeah, and there or was yeah. it like a, wow. from, from what i understand yeah that's what it was it wasn't huh. they they didn't have the time or you know the resources to you know put it out you know 10 15 years ago you know which i'm sure they might have been able to do but uh now right. you know that they're older and they you know, have different stuff going on in their lives it you know slowly came together and just uh-huh. this last year they uh finally got it put out on record store day uh yeah uh it was uh released by organized crime records which is out of chicago um and um very i think the first press was limited to 800 copies and uh they he just uh the guy from organized crime just put out another press that's available on his website along with like t-shirts that he did so um, cool. Yeah. So can people get it digitally too? Is it... Yeah, I, I, I don't quote me on that, uh-huh. but I believe so. I know the first time I okay. listened to it was on Spotify, um, so yeah. I was able to listen to the whole album on Spotify, and then I was able to, um, uh, when I got the the record, it had a digital download download code in it, and I that's how I was able to send it to you. So <laughs> yeah. if anybody Thank wants to so hear much, it, though. yeah, if anybody wants to hear it, uh, you know, you can find me on Instagram uh and uh i'll be more than happy to send you a copy or even i'm sure it's on youtube because uh, people put you know put full albums yeah. up on youtube to listen to um you know i to me awesome. uh, yeah, you... yeah yeah to me it was it was definitely my favorite album of this year um yeah and i again i know it's not everybody's cup of tea and some people are gonna be like this sucks or whatever but <laughs> right. they, they they put a lot of work into it and i uh, just 
It's amazing. What a cool crossover for yeah. you too. Yeah, yeah. just like the, the little yeah. I know is just with the hardcore mashed up with the you know cure yeah. aspects. It seems perfect. So yeah, a lot of bands but will they, cover you know one song and and that'll be it. Or but like yeah. to cover a whole album and like like especially like an album like that. It's like uh, mm. you know it's. It, it's, and it's really right on too like you said yeah. definitely i'm i'm not of the hardcore variety but at the same time i could see how much they were really just digging in and like you know all out of respect kind of thing if you're doing a full album you know and there's yeah. some love going on and and the music yeah just you know keeping it in the same vein for sure they're not like rewriting it by any means yeah. and like just just yeah. like really i really dug it yeah i mean the vocals were the only thing but it was just the hardcoreness <laughs> of the vocals yeah. but I, I mean for what it was it was right yeah. on you know the fact that i could listen to it multiple times and enjoy it was great so yeah i, I totally recommend it too so. it, it's pretty <laughs> really amazing cool. for a band to be able to take somebody else's artwork and make it their own yeah it, it, you know it's uh it's it's something that doesn't happen a lot because you know you'll you hear like fucking 311's love song cover and it's <laughs> right it's yeah, fucking right. it's fucking garbage you know and you're just yeah. like and if we've heard other you know covers of, of the cure and you're just like eh, it, you know yeah. you just you, there's no passion in it whatsoever it's you're just trying yeah. to you know yeah they're a hard band the cover yeah you know, we've said it multiple times just because it is like even if you love it you know what are you really adding to it or doing different and then if you do it too different then it's just like you know not cool you know so it's, yeah and, and that they did a great job start to finish with this so. yeah in that vein of music it's uh i mean the cure isn't a very i mean it's not that it's not a popular band but it's not one of the bands that uh you hear people gravitate to uh yeah. like uh you know i i get shit sometimes from people because i'm such a big Cure yeah. fan you know but you know <laughs> a lot the yeah Friday i'm in love band yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a lot of people no. <laughs> a, a lot of people that are more into the hardcore punk scene you know that a lot of them for some reason gravitate towards morrissey or or you know the smiths and yeah. like and so hmm. it, uh it's uh it, it was it blew my mind when i found out like when i first time i heard the cover i was like wow that's awesome you know and then like mm -hmm. actually hearing a whole album you're just like holy shit these guys are into it as much as i am um Man. so yeah and like i've exchanged messages with with mike about it a, a few times uh just awesome. like ha how how into it he is and like how you know how important it was to him and i'm just like wow me too you know so it's like yeah. well, that's how that's how I got into this whole thing, you know. So everybody wins. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> it was it, it's a blast, and uh, you know, I if you want to hear it, you know, just like I said, message me or go on uh, Spotify or YouTube, and should be able to find it. Um, and if you want to buy cool. it, go to the go to Organized Crimes website and and pick it up. So. Yeah, I'll yeah. try to put a link up in the okay. Facebook feeds here yeah. for this too. Yeah, I'll try yeah. to check something down, and uh, yeah, that's cool because you know, like on any good cover too, it's the two-way street where you know a lot of their fans might not have heard Cure songs, and this would be a yeah. whole new world too, and vice versa. So yeah, hopefully people would turn it around. But uh, yeah, they, they did a good good job on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing that to our attention. <laughs> oh, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Thanks as always, Chess, for giving us the scoop there. I was able to find a uh, clip on YouTube of the full album, as well as like a 20-minute documentary on the making of it. So I'll post all those on the uh, Holy Hour Facebook page, and you guys can check it out in a little more detail there. Um, like I said, yeah, the music nails it. Um, I'm digging the, the guitars, the heavy guitars and stuff is a cool way to do it. Just vocally, not my thing. But he he does it. He does it good. So uh, if you if it is your thing, you're gonna love it. I can definitely say that. So thanks so much. And um, yeah, moving on to another variation and kind of in the same vein because again, it's the vocals that always get me with every cover. You know, you can always kind of get by with, like doing a cool take on the music and stuff. But here in particular, it's always tough with the vocals and. Uh, this is no exception, but the next one that we wanted to look at was one that, um, yeah, I was in one of the uh, Facebook Cure groups. I think it was Fans of the Cure. 
which is a cool online Facebook group too. If you're looking for more of those to dive into, um, I like. And it may have actually been posted by the guy in the band. I'm not sure. His name's Zen something. But the band, before I get ahead of myself, is called Waiting for Words. And uh, they're like a synth-pop French band. Uh, from what I could tell, the little research, I just kind of stumbled across this the other day. So I don't really have too much research under my belt for it. But I think they've been around since the early 90s even. So uh, maybe cranking out synth-pop hits over in France. I'm just not as familiar with them. Um, and, uh, it, it's really cool. And what it is, it's called Love Songs. It's a tribute. You can find it on Bandcamp. Um, it's a name your own price too. So you can, uh, donate whatever you feel that it's worth to you and your soul and, uh, or just snag it for free and say thanks, I guess. Um, but, um, it's on Bandcamp. We'll put a, a link to that in the Facebook page as well. Uh, but yeah, it's really cool. It's 12 random songs. There doesn't seem to be any kind of real theme to why they chose what, um, a lot of the singles and cool songs, but, um, there's some good surprises in there. Want, love song, in between days, pictures of you, night like this, sinking, close to me, walk, lullaby, letter to Elise, forest, and this is a lie. So a couple, a couple of the rare ones you wouldn't expect on a tribute album, but, um, yeah, the synth pop thing is is huge in this one because it's a, a lot of synths going on. Um, their description from whatever bios I was able to decipher a little bit um, kind of uh, related them to a, a, a grittier, more modern OMD, which is always good. And uh, I definitely picked up on some Depeche Mode vibes and stuff in there. And uh, it's cool because they, they, they take different angle with it and kind of like what i was saying with the damnation ad one where it's cool because they take a a genre more and fit the cure into that as opposed to trying to take their genre into the cure if that makes any sense but um some of them definitely work better than others if i'm able to pick them apart and the vocals things are even cool but it's kind of on first listen it's a bit hard because I think it's his second language being a Frenchman singing. So it sounds a little, a little wordy, like it's um, great English, of course, you know, way better than any uh, American singing in French would ever do, probably, I'm sure. But, um, you know, it does have a little of that feel to it. Um, and then a few of the songs have maybe his wife. I didn't really look into it that much, but a female vocalist, they, some they do as a duet or she just sings all of them. And those work, and um, it's cool. It has like kind of that broken English feel to it a little bit, and you know, in a Nico kind of way. Where once you get that, that's what's going on. It makes it cool. So um, yeah, some of them I liked a little bit more than others. I'll play a few little snippets. Want in particular, the lead-off track was really cool because it is done with more synths and such. It sounds like a Depeche Mode version of Want or something. So uh, let's hear a second of that. There you go. Of course, uh, want builds forever. So I just wanted to give you a little taste of it. You know, the thing's free. So go download it and um, give it your own full listen. But I just thought that one in particular, I just love that gritty synth. You know, it's like a, a world of difference between like synth pop, I think, that you can do on your computer at home now. Anyone can do with whatever program. But then people that just really know what they're doing with it. And a lot of it has to do with just that nasty kind of gritty you know, where you really is like a, a, a good description saying it's like a modern OMD because it's, it's cool because they were always so good at doing that back in the early OMD stuff even. Like I said, you know, some of them definitely work better than others. The ones with the female vocals tend to have more of a fluent, prettier feel to it. Um, close to me in particular, I got to play you a second of because that might be one of the only successful covers of Close to Me that I've enjoyed. Uh, for some reason, this is 
a really hard song for people to cover. It's just maybe because it's like just poppy and funky enough where it seems like you could do it, but it's such a cure song, you know, vocally, uh, style and just production wise, like only the cure could really pull it off. And, and, you know, I feel like even the recording for the cures version is way cooler than when they do it live, even though it's such a fun song, you gotta love it still. But I always love just the recording with the whispery claustrophobic feel of it that captures in the recording. So it's hard for people to cover this song, but um, I really like this version of it. So this might be finally a good cover version of Close to Me. Ultimately, it probably comes back to the vocals for me, um, just because female vocals, in particular French female vocals, are way less annoying to me than, you know, male vocals. So I just like the voice, and um, but the music's great. I like it with the synths and such, and uh, I think it works, but who knows. Um, of course, all of this, I have to say, a billion times is just, you know, my obvious opinion. I am not claiming to be a music critic. I'm just a guy that really likes The Cure a lot. Um, I, I left all music snobbery behind in my 20s and uh, don't plan on revisiting it. So, um, of course, you know, I'm throwing this out there because I think Cure fans will love it or hate it. My only goal here is to bring awareness. So I hope that uh, you check this out because they seem like cool people i think they got about six albums of original material too so once again that's waiting for words and uh came out on foundry records and just just last month or so so um go check it out the link is in our facebook page if you have any trouble finding it on regular internet um our next one that i want to look at uh i'm kind of glossing over too not too much detail but there was a love cats tribute that came out and this is one i'm had way back when, right before um, all the tour stuff kicked in, so it definitely got shelved for more important things in a sense. But this was a compilation, 12 songs again, um, Reimagine Music put it out. And um, like I said, it's, a pro- it's over a year old now at this point, but I'm not really sure how much uh, press it got in the Cure community. It seemed like it didn't really pop up that much, but uh, I'm thinking it's a lot of younger bands. Um, I'm definitely out of the loop as far as new music um but hadn't heard of hardly any of these bands and uh, they sound younger so there's a strong like power poppy vibe to it or like um just kind of like top 40 pop vibe almost so it's a very pop approach that these bands took um and it's very interesting because of that to me the only like i said the only one i recognized was mini pop a band called mini pop which I've had, I've got a couple of their stuff albums, and uh, they're cool. They're really cool. The vocalist kind of reminds me of Juliana Hatfield's voice a little bit. Um, <clears throat> and they do pictures of you, which is cool. Uh, not amazing. It's like a lot of like that, um, just like Heaven one that came out a few years back, where it's, you know, not necessarily bad covers by any means, but a lot of them are just playing it either too safe or it just they kind of do their little twist that I just don't like on however they're playing it. But um, so, yeah, just the, some of the artists on there, in case you guys know of them, um, Canopy Climbers, The Hotelier, Haley Richmond, who I feel like I heard that name. She's some kind of pop singer, I think. Uh, Dowsing, uh, Tancred, The Crooks. Uh, Grace Kelly, Worm, Worm is Green, Sea Lions, Wood Pigeon, and The Guessing Game. And if they are all young bands, um, further proves my theory that that all new bands have really dumb names. None of those are blowing me away. But um, let's not get into that. So yeah, it's weird. Um, I don't know. Like Some of them just like, are surprisingly decent. There's a few that almost pulled it off. Like The one for Push was Dowsing and um, Figurehead and even the Close to Me one where they come close. The Push one just is more of like a almost power poppy punky where they're almost yelling it but uh just kind of cool for trying that song especially in this batch of uh songs that were selected but uh ends a little i didn't like the way it ended but otherwise 
All right, thumbs up for that one. Figurehead by Tankard was pretty cool. There was a female vocalist trying it and um, almost sound good. It sounded like she was reading the lyrics a little bit on parts of it. Um, so it just didn't quite get there. But uh, And then the Close to Me one was another, which was like, ah, it's almost there. But like I've, I've babbled about that one enough. A lot of the other ones are like uh, the Doing the Unstuck by the first band, or um, by Hotelier, I guess. They... Um, they do it pretty cool, but they're just playing it kind of note for note, and this is like a different band, like, playing it, you know? So it's like the Crooks one was pretty cool for Boys Don't Cry too, but they're just not really doing anything super unique. Uh, the, the standout unfortunate ones, and I'm sorry if you're in this band and you're listening to this, the ones that really bother me the most actually were, like, both love songs on there. Haley Richmond, who is probably the most successful person on this, I don't know, but, um... Yeah, she was just trying to sound like some kind of Lana Del Rey or just, I don't know, everybody's getting a little too American Idol with the vocal stuff. Maybe it was the Adele thing or something seeping into that song, but then the last version of Love Song on there is like ridiculously horrible. I just could not get into that one at all. I'll play a second of that. Yeah, not for me. Sorry, guys. Um, you know, do we really need two versions of Love Song on there, too? The fact that it, like, kicks off with Friday I'm in Love, has two versions of Love Song, and uh, Push and Figurehead are the rarest ones on there, too. They're leaning towards the, the poppy, you know? But uh, who knows? That's not bad. But at the same time, you know, I'm not feeling this one. Another one that almost works was the Grace Kelly weird name but uh love cats um it, it works she's having fun with it but it gets a little too she's like Scoop it up, love cats. And she just kind of takes it on in her own like which is cool like i said she's putting her own twist on it but not really a twist i want to hear on it but so we'll leave it at that loves cats is the name of the tribute you go check that out online too if you're interested i'll put a link for it on the facebook page but um speaking of love cats this one's cool because um it came from a listener of ours and someone I've been in contact with for way back when, when the show started off, Nicole, um, who always has great input on episodes and the cure in general and uh, seems like an all-around cool person. And she tipped me off to, I believe, a friend of hers. Might just be someone she knows, an acquaintance, but um, that uh, did a remix of Love Cats. And um, they go by the name Rhythm Scholar. And uh, it's four remixes that I was sent or found the link to. And uh, it's cool because it's like a different approach. It's not a cover. This is a straight up remix of it, which I'm still, I mean, maybe I'm just an idiot, but I'm still amazed at how remixes are done. Um, now in the digital age, I'm sure there's ways around it, but how do you get the isolated vocals from something? That's weird. But um, so cool beats. I'm down with it. Um, I think it sounds really cool. Remixes. I'm just not a big remix kind of dude. Um, even mixed up. I enjoy. Um, but my most of my enjoyment of mixed up is only because I love the song so much. So I just want to hear them in a longer format. Um, if somebody's like, do you want to hear the remix version of Love Song? I'm like, hey. but you know, once I hear it, I always dig it because I know it's going to keep going and it won't just end. So, um, I'm not a dancer. I'm sorry, guys. I just don't like dancing. I'm just terrible at it. And I just never, never enjoyed going to a nightclub just to dance. I'll dance around when I see a band live, I'll bump up and down and swing my arms around like Mr. Robert Smith, but I'm not a big dancer. Uh, dance music, you know, I think it works. I like as far as listening to it, you know, like I love substance and stuff works, but, um, but yeah, for the most part, I'll just take the regular versions, but, um, 
So, that being said, anything I'm saying, probably I'm not the most credible reviewer of remixes. So in this part, uh, Love Cats, you know, it's a song that's it's kind of up there with A Forest is probably the most accessible Cure ones to, to remix because it is a fun song um, and it has some spaces in between where you can add a cool beat and stuff. Um, Forest in particular, that's why that one always works, I think, is because, you know, it's just such a cool kind of robotic song anyway um anyway love cats though um this one is cool there's a little too much of my only real complaint with it be is there's a they added some bass lines and stuff so it's like kind of starts to lean a little towards more uh, being a cover but when you throw in the vocals and stuff i think it really works the four versions i got were the bigger sleeker remix I think that's the main remix, and that one works cool because it does just sound like a cool, has a really cool beat to it and just a uh, cool feel in general, as a remix should. And when your vocal parts come in, you're like, yeah, and you dig it. Here's a little snippet. There you go. I love remixes in the sense that it's just a song you've heard so many times, so it's fun to hear it in a different format. And, uh, you know, I think that beat adds a nice, fun feel to it, so it works good. And um, there is an instrumental version in there uh, that I didn't like quite as much because it had more of the actual playing. The the bass got a little Seinfeld bassy sounding for my taste, but otherwise it'd be cool to use that. Um, there was another funnier one that I don't know if it would be enough to, like, went over a new Cure fan with, but there was a remix that was called the Rochambeau Mix, and uh, they reworked some parts of it there, and they actually even throw in the little South Park sample, which is cool. It's just more kind of entertaining for Cure fans, I think, than all-around awesome remix, in my opinion. So I would go with the Bigger Sleeker remix if you want to listen to all four of these. Um, there's a shorter version of that one, too, that works good. But that kind of goes against my idea of it's just a great song and I want to hear it longer. So, um, yeah, the first and the fourth, that's where I would go. But uh, otherwise, Rhythm Scholar remixes, I think they got a whole bunch of other stuff they've remixed. We'll put a, a link on there as well. But uh, thanks so much for sharing that with us. And uh, I hope some people get out and dance to this jam because it's a, it's a fun one. Speaking of not fun as we move on, um, Puddles, Pity Party. Mr. Sad Clown, you know this guy if you've seen him. I think he even passed through Asheville a couple years back. Um, he's just one of these dudes I always saw, but I never really caught what his deal was. He just dresses up as a sad clown and plays some covers, I think. Um, so, you know, seems a little gimmicky for me, pretty funny or whatever. But uh, um, our friend Bobby sent, sent me this random clip just one day, and I was like, what is this? I was like, all right, well, I'll listen to it. And uh, it's a YouTube clip. I guess he's doing little recordings of sad clown covers in a cafe so he's in like a coffee shop and he plays boys don't cry i guess this dude's name is mike gear or something i'm probably mispronouncing that but uh he's also in a band called king size i think based out of atlanta from the little i looked at and um not sure what his full deal is if king size is just a totally separate thing and this is just something he does for fun or what but um so I haven't heard too many of the other ones. Like I said, I kind of just steered cleared with them because it seemed gimmicky. But then as I put this on, it's actually a really good cover if you take away all the silly clown stuff. Uh, he just does like a really slow kind of like early Tom Waits feel almost, Dylan-y um, like version of Boys Don't Cry where he plays the little initial guitar riff on, uh, on harmonica. And it's just like a real like Bonnie Prince Billy kind of feel for a Cure song. And he actually pulls off a really good cover somehow. So who knows? Maybe you shouldn't uh, judge a sad clown by his his appearance. But um, it's pretty cool. I did read something like where he'd, he'd been on like America's Got Talent. I don't know if that was just another joke that he just popped up on. But hopefully he didn't get his start there or recognition from that. Because that's kind of lame. But um, 
Aside from that, I don't know. Seems like the dude's doing fine and uh, pretty well known, so I don't have to worry about hurting his feelings, I guess. But um, he's a sad clown. You can't hurt a sad clown's feelings, can you? Make them even sadder? I don't know. But I like it. I think it's cool. I was pleasantly surprised by this because, you know, um, I do like the stripped-down folky guitar stuff, of course, and uh, the vocals worked great. So here's a little snippet of that. I pulled the audio, but I also put the full clip up on the Facebook page. So here's old Puddles doing Sad Boys Don't Cry. I would tell you that I love you if I thought that you would stay. But I know it's no use already gone away I misjudged your limits I pushed you too far I took you for granted I thought you needed more more, more. I would do most anything to get you back by my side but I just keep on laughing Hiding these tears in my eyes Cause boys don't cry Not to give it away too, but at the end of the video It's great, you have to watch it If for no other reason there's a great He finishes the song and just goes Which is... <sighs> Works better with the clown image, I guess, but uh, it's pretty pretty clever. So check out the video clip of that. And uh, yeah, so moving on, we're just going to wrap it up with one more strange cover that um, I stumbled across this video clip on YouTube and, um, and it's like ages ago that I saw this and it was even longer. I was late to the party initially. It was like seven years old now, I think. And um and, you know, anyone that's just randomly looked on YouTube for Cure covers, sometimes I do that, believe it or not. It's hilariously awful. And um, I may have even, I feel like I even talked about this clip before, but um, I'm not sure because I don't really know how to place it in there. It's just a random, like, acoustic cover, but it's this French girl, and she's covering Cut Here. And I think it just sounds really good. And it's not just going back to the way I think female French vocals sound really nice. But just the way she plays it and the finger picking is really nice on this cover. And um, she doesn't even really officially have a name on it. The, the YouTube page is psychedelic, spelled with like two K's at the end. And I kind of went down a rabbit hole trying to figure out who this girl was. Uh, she goes by Psyche. And then it looks like there was a couple other songs she did in the project called Peppermint. So maybe something along those lines. Maybe she's not even playing music anymore. Maybe she's in some band everybody already loves and pays millions of dollars to see every year. But um, I don't know. None of the other ones were particularly blew me away. Uh, but this one in particular is just so good. And uh, she just covered Cut Here. And maybe a lot, huge part of it was that I feel like Cut Here doesn't really get the praise or attention it deserves. And kind of going full circle back to the greatest hits record and just hearing that song again and making me realize what a wonderful song that is and it's so like I've always loved it and when it came out I was kind of wrapping up a bad breakup and that song just seems like the perfect like after you've broken up kind of song and then you come in contact with the person again and just the misconnection vibe and then later reading that it was about their friend Billy McKenzie um, from the Associates um, it's just super sad story of this guy. If you've read Lowell's book, um, was just their buddy that kind of followed him around. He's just always kind of around in those early stories and their kind of fun, rowdy friend that was with him. And, uh, he died in 97 and the song came out, what, like 2001, I believe greatest hits came out. So, um, 2003, man, so 2001, really? Anyway. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it's just so sad and like in the part that always kind of bothered me about the song was the little weird i guess sort of chorus the busy busy too much rush to talk to billy part but i mean the fact that he says his name there and uh once i realized that that was like what the song was about it just really really hit me a lot harder and i was like what a fucking beautiful song cut here is and um and just lyrically and just that perfect way of robert smith of like making this really sad song about losing a friend 
and uh, making it sound like a, a throwaway love song in a sense, you know, or it's just like, to me, it meant so much as a breakup love song. And then like to feel like it actually was about something even way heavier is uh, beautiful. So I love that damn song. And this little French girl, whoever you are out there, she's from Lyon, France. And uh, I don't know. I don't know who you are. So I'm going to post this video. If you're listening to this somehow and made it all the way to the end here where we're praising you, uh, you get my award for best cure cover for a while, at least. Um, you beat out puddles in my book. Thanks to everybody that helped steer some of these covers and remixes in my direction. Thanks to Chaz for uh, bringing Damnation AD's pornography cover album to our attention. And always good to hear from you. Uh, thanks to Nicole for uh, tipping us off on Rhythm Scholar's remixes. Thanks, Rhythm Scholar, for sharing your remixes with us. And um, thank you to Melissa again, of course, for the wonderful gift on a more personal level. And uh, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Instagram. Drop me an email at gavinconnor at gmail.com. And uh, along those lines, we got this thread going or email me directly if any listeners out there want to add your cover or remix to this thread on the Facebook page, head on over to the Holy Hour Podcast Facebook page and uh, just tack a video on or an audio clip. I'd love to hear just random listener covers of The Cure. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on those if we get a whole bunch or we can start our next stockpile of uh, tribute episode three. And um, so anything, fair game, acoustic covers, full band, whatever you got, I want to hear them. I love cure covers even though i don't praise them very often i love them all so uh on that note let's hear this mystery french girl singing cut here since i've talked it up so much talk hard we'll catch you soon on the holy hour it's so hard to think it in sometimes and this could be the last i should really hear you sing again i should really watch you Cause it's hard to think I never get another chance to hold you, to hold you. Chill, Mr. Diddy, too much trouble to talk to Billy. All the silly, pretty idiot things must get done. In a second, just hang on. All in one time won't be long until later. Should I stop to think I should have made the time? I could have had a drink, I could have talked to wife. I would have done it right, I would have moved us on. But I didn't know it's all too late. It's over Time can I walk this way and wish if only how many time can I talk this way and wish if only keep on making the same mistakes, keep on making the same heartbreak. I wish if only, but if only.